1: And welcome to another episode of that Disney Parks podcast. I am Nick, and I can't believe we're recording another one of these. This month seems to have been so long because of how the Mondays have fallen. I think I'm sure this is like episode five this month or something. I don't know, um,
0: but it feels
1: like it. Just well, it could it could also be that. So, uh, but as you can hear, I'm not alone. So I am joined by Craig. Yes, you are. I'm joined by Mr. D.
2: That's true also. Yes. Hello.
1: And uh, we're joined by P-Dubs. Hey, howdy, hey. Is, is, that, is that his catchphrase?
3: <laughs> is it not? I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've been away for so long, I, I assume that was his catchphrase.
1: I mean, it is now. I mean, that's going to be mandated <laughs> yeah. for every record. So P-Dubs, when you listen to this. Oh, uh, so, I'm sorry, P-Dubs. No. No, tough. He should have been here. Uh, no, Ryan, I, I can't believe it. You're actually here, and it sounds like you. I thought it was going to be p I was putting on a voice, but it's actually you. I'm here. I'm back. Yeah. Well, you. you I mean, you're not here, are you? Because you're actually far away.
3: Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the other side of the country, but you
4: know. where are you?
3: I'm in Newcastle.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, we can, are. You I, bastard.
1: <laughs> you can uh you can hang out with that Florida guy and, and Malaby Oh, I can't yeah. I mean
3: luckily for me they're in Florida at the minute,
1: so we're fine. Oh yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. No, no, so, at least back. Oh, is he back? Yep. Oh, well there you go, Ryan. If you if your luck's in, you might bump into the I wee can, man. I can head out in the tune with That's him. right. Remind him that his head is like a fucking orange. He used to love it when I used to say that to him. That's why he hates me. Anyway... And if I come back with a black eye, that's why. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I forgot you've never met Lee Mallaby. That's not going to happen.
4: That's no, definitely not gonna happen.
1: No. no, definitely not. Um. So, lots to cover on this episode. We'll have a quick look to see if there's any news worth talking about. Uh, Ryan has just come back from Walt Disney World, just as Mr. D's about to go to Walt Disney World. So we're going to hear about Ryan's trip, and we're going to hear about what Mr. D's planning to do for his trip. And then we'll finish off nicely, like a nice aperitif with what we've been uh, watching over on Disney Plus, because it sounds like we've been watching quite a bit of stuff. So, um, we start assuming to go on with this show, and that's by asking everybody what they're drinking. So, uh, Ryan, as uh, a returnee to the show, what are you drinking? I have got a Durham Gin and Slimline Tonic.
0: Ooh.
1: What what is Very what normal. is Durham Gin? Is that is that like a flavored gin or
3: just a no? A it's posh just one? A, a standard a standard gin, but it's it's local. So, nice. I went by her recommendation. Oh wow!
2: Mini bar is that from the mini bar?
3: No, it's from the from the actual bar. Right,
2: probably a better, probably a better idea actually.
3: But like probably cheaper. 52 yeah, two quid. Yeah,
2: the it's it's Newcastle, which, which is about a hundred dollars now, isn't it?
3: <laughs> Your fifty-two quid will get me about ten bottles of gin in Newcastle. That's what I mean.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, at, le- at least for this week, until the economy really, really tanks. Mister um, D, fellow gin drinker, what are you drinking?
2: I'm drinking a nice cup of English breakfast tea.
1: Florian, well, that's unlike you, you. What are that's you doing tomorrow? Uh,
2: well, I'm I'm up early. I'm playing golf tomorrow. There you I'm go. Also, I've uh, got <laughs> a headache. Yeah. Oh. What do you case. mean a Tory? <laughs> <Sort of laughs> got away with that, Dan. <laughs> Not a chance.
4: <laughs>
1: Don't call him a Tory. Rightfully uh, so. Um, Craig yeah. Gaffar, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a nice big bottle
0: of Doom Bar Zero. Oh.
2: Zero? Yeah. Oh, didn't
4: I Bar did Bar have a zero. drink over
0: the weekend. Yeah. I've reset my counter back to zero.
4: Uh-huh. We
0: had a nice weekend drop an Eve off at York. So... We raised a glass and had a bevy but now i'm back on the, uh, the zero so here we go And
1: well, what is? how's it compared to a regular dean bar yeah it's um it's all
0: right yeah it's not Fair a problem enough. Fair it doesn't enough. offend me
1: well that's which makes it you know it's different because you offend nearly everyone so i'm glad a drink doesn't offend you um But let us uh, continue with having a quick look at uh, the news. Now, I don't think this is going to take very long, personally, but I could be wrong. Uh, Was there anything that people wanted to talk about from inside the parks? No. Uh, there
3: There was one interesting thing, actually that I, I spotted, and that was that the Coca-Cola rooftop bar in Disney Springs is no longer serving alcohol. Uh-huh. Um So apparently their liquor license has ended, and they don't know if they're going to renew it or, or not, right. which is interesting because I can't really see another reason as to why anyone would go up there. Because you can get all the drinks they serve for free in Club Cool, pretty much. Mm. So, is it, I, I mean, I, I think they probably will renew it. But for right now, you can't get an alcoholic drink from the Coca-Cola bar at the top of, of, of the store in Disney Springs.
2: I think they're willing to see what happens after that again. Just see if there is a rooftop bar.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be gone. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, so like, just uh, a bar. Uh,
2: just, just hold off on that license application for a minute. I it think, might be yeah. a
3: first floor bar.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think uh, I think Hurricane Ian might be the reason why they're like, um, yeah, we're not going to renew it just yet, if that's all right. Yeah. We'll have a few it's days just... off. But you, you're kind of right uh, with that, Ryan. I don't, I don't really... I've never really understood having it there, really. I mean, I, oh, I guess it's a bigger location, which means they can sell more merch and stuff. But other than, other than Lewis... Yeah, other than Lewis, I don't know anyone that is that uh, fuss about Coca-Cola merchandise,
3: so... Well, it's, it's the same thing with M&M's. It's like, who needs one floor of M&M merchandise, let alone, like, five? Well, And, and also, the thing is,
1: and I, I'm sure we must have talked about this somewhere else, but the problem with the, like the M&M shop we get in the UK, which is ridiculously large and in a ridiculously expensive location, but is always packed to tourists is that we only sell, like, three different varieties of M&M in this country. <laughs> yeah. So it's not even like you can get exclusive flavours or anything like that. It is just the M&M's you would buy from the shop down the road.
3: I really yeah, don't it's, get it. it's ridiculous. But then you pay, like, three times the price. Yes. But, like, the yes. Coca-Cola bar is cool, because they, they did, like, um, monthly alcoholic cocktails that they would change. Um, but now, like, I just don't see, like, what's what's the point in going out there?
4: Yeah. Yeah,
3: it's a, it's a nice little rooftop bar. To be fair, that's probably the best thing it's got going for it. Yeah, but the but the thing is, it's not like
1: well, okay, I guess many places don't have rooftop bars, but you know, Disney Springs does have some good locations to go and drink, and and quite nearby. Mm-hmm. You know, Jock Lindsay's is just a stone's throw away, pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh
2: a, yeah, there's exactly. another uh, rooftop bar. Which is in a good location, which is um, above the paddle ship, on the top of the paddle ship, top deck there. Oh, yeah. It's a nice little rooftop bar. Mm-hmm. The Empress Lovely, they don't call it the Empress Lordy, no, do they call it. Um, whatever it is.
1: But even Jot Lindsay's, know. like, has got the out... I know it's not a rooftop, but it's got the outdoor area as well, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. If you don't like heights, that's the equivalent of a rooftop bar, right? <laughs> it's being outside. Yep. Yeah. That's,
3: uh, yeah. That's that's cool. interesting. That's interesting. It's also one of the few places where you can buy uh, Costa coffee.
2: Costa coffee. Okay?
4: Oh yeah. yeah. Because Coca
3: Cola owned Costa. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. I forgot that, that. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of there's a lot you know, of like secret know. stealthy things that Coke owned that you don't that don't make a big song and dance about. Even there's an energy drink that I drink. And that's owned like by Coca-Cola, and I only found it out because I went on their website and I went right down to like the really, really, really small print and saw so it was mm-hmm. uh, Coca-Cola. I was like, oh, kept that quiet.
3: Like so. innocent smoothies is the big one. Like they try mm. and stick it from the Coca-Cola branding.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a good point. Forget always forget about that Can't one. Fool that us, Can't well. fool
3: us, innocent. Can't fool
1: us. They kind of do. When, when, when they stick they those little... The majority of the nation. Well, when they see those little wool hats on the drinks at Christmas, you know, you do forget mm. that they're owned by Coke. But. Yes. Um, Mr. Dean, was there anything uh, that you noticed?
2: Well, no. I mean, there's, there's, I don't think there's a huge amount of news. Obviously, I touched on the fact that um, there is a, a weather front moving in, so nobody really knows... You know if it's gonna, if it's gonna, what direction it's gonna take, whether it's gonna come in land or not. But mm-hmm. um, Florida is bracing itself for tropical storm Ian or whatever it's called.
1: No, yeah, hurricane uh, Hurricane Ian is what it's called, which is all, Ian. I do love it when they get to those. Na- you know, some names, else. well, some names do sound a little bit threatening, don't they? But you know, if, if somebody tells you a hurricane called Ian's on it on its way, you don't really think it's going to be a big deal, do you?
2: No, it's not as threatening as it. No, Ian. You know, I mean, Ian. Ian's not. Ian's not the kind of blog that would do you any harm. But, yeah. Man, why, anyway. did,
3: why don't they call him something like Hurricane Malice? Then you're
2: just yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Hurricane gonna... Gobshite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> a, that's what we'd call him in Britain. Yeah. To be fair. Um. Yeah. I mean, is I I don't think there's there's a whole lot. Um. I mean, I suppose, you know, one of the. Things that's been going around for a little bit is that apparently the Ducktales World Showcase Adventure uh, is still going to happen, and by the end of this year. I mean,
3: I'm definitely on board for that. Uh, the the problem. How so many families are? Well,
1: this is this is the this is the the problem. Like when they did the Phineas and Ferb one or or the Agent P one, you know, whatever you want to call it. Phineas and Ferb was still. Just about going on, like it was starting to wind down, but they were still churning out new episodes and the odd like film
3: for Big Disney family Channel or show as well. Whereas, I yeah, think DuckTales is, a lot, is, is more nostalgia for older people than anything else. I could be, like,
1: yeah, I mean,
3: I don't think it helps you know
1: with scheduling and stuff like that, and also the fact that there's so many other kind of services nowadays. But when DuckTales, you know, I got very excited when they launched DuckTales on Disney Channel over here, but. Um, it seemed to be very bitty, like they'd show a few episodes, and there'd be like quite a long gap before any new episodes would come on, and that you could never seem to find it in the schedule. It was it was a bit weird, and it just didn't really take off in in the way that I think they thought it might have done. But it ended like about eighteen months ago, like the last episodes. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're doing this now, when it's finished, and there's no new episodes. There's no movie that they're doing. The series is is done. You can watch it on Disney Plus, I guess. Um, although I, th- I think in the UK, still not all the episodes are on, or certainly weren't last time I checked. Um, so I yeah, I just feel like this is this is like too little, too late, really. But
4: I guess yeah, it's they good they're doing something. I mean, yeah, they're
3: they're a bit slow at implementing stuff like that. I don't really know what takes them. And- so long to be honest I mean
1: especially as well when you know they've not had to build anything no you know we we moan about how long it's taken to build the Tron coaster but at least they've actually had to you know really do some work on that this is an interactive game how hard can it be to put some signs up
3: yeah and it's probably only going to use like the Magic Band Plus or the Disney Parks app which I mean I'll come on to neither are really worth much of your time <laughs> so. well so we will we will talk about that um
1: i saw as well that i didn't even know this was a thing that uh, vans have done a 50th anniversary kind of like it's amazing collection
3: it's so good I, they yeah. just released some new stuff i think today or yesterday but when i was out there they like re- released the first stuff and it's re- some of it is really really good some of it's like you know vans sometimes there's a few bits in the collection you think know, that's like a bit crap but the majority of it was really good. Uh, I actually ended up picking up the hoodie and, and one of the T-shirts and would have got the sneakers, but they they weren't, They weren't. ran out of my size.
1: But it's yeah. a really, really good collection. I mean, I only knew about it because Steve uh, was out there at the time and he managed to get uh, a pair of those shoes because he went early doors, like he knew they were coming out. Mm. So he said, like, I've gone before the scalpers and he managed to get himself a pair. But I didn't really, you know, like, because they do those knockoff converses at Disney yep. parks, I I said to him, like, and I wasn't trying to be rude or anything. I was like, oh, are they actual vans or do they are they, like, look-alike vans? And, uh, yeah, they obviously were legit vans, but they look great. They look really good. I,
0: w- I wouldn't wear them round the mean seat to Liverpool, I'll be honest with you.
1: I'll give off, Craig. I've seen you dressed around Liverpool. You, probably you would. You'd be one of the best dressed people in town if you did.
0: It's like all hey. the, it's like all the clothes in in the Disney parks. You're not gonna. You, it's all right walking around in your glittery fucking spirit jerseys and all that shite in the Magic Kingdom and whatnot. But when you get back home to reality you don't walk around in them unless you want to get your head kicked in
3: i'm sorry that's a hard disagree from from me on that i'm literally sat in a bright orange mickey mouse halloween spirit jersey and not once have i had my head kicked in today
0: because you're sitting in your house i'm in newcastle okay you've walked around newcastle
3: dressed like that i have oh, i in my. pokemon converses as well Craig,
1: Craig, I'm not being funny, right? But you've got Mr. to remember D, that 90, no, 90% of the people in Newcastle are walking around in Newcastle football shirts. I think Ryan walking around in a spirit jersey, he's probably seen as or like... No, upper or class. no top
0: on, swinging the Newcastle you shirts go. around the head. Yeah, <laughs> very true. <laughs> Eating a Greg's pasty. Yeah, Greg's is very popular, I can't deny that
1: one. They Singing are very fog cheap. on the tie. They are very cheap up there as well. Yeah, they I are. believe
0: they're very cheap. I know the poor northern people like to eat them.
1: No, no, look, it's it's true. Like, the further past the Watford Gap you go, the cheaper the sausage rolls are. That's that's not... That's that's a fa- statement of fact.
2: That's, well, that's fact. Going to to be, that's going to have to be fact-checked. I mean, all I'm saying is I, pound, I,
3: I paid £5.50 for a, a gin and tonic, and that is the cheapest I've paid for a gin and tonic in a very long time. <laughs> so there you go, see? exactly
1: right um so yeah so anyway going back to vans so yeah i i think the stuff looks really good um you know obviously it's it's a popular brand anyway it's disney it does mean that people are buying it by the bag load to sell on ebay so good luck if you do want to get it but yeah it's it's selling well which is is good for vans um i do hope that there is a release at some point of some of that stuff outside of the parks. But, you know, we'll we'll see, I guess. I don't know, because it's specifically for the 50th, isn't it? Yeah, but... but they should uh, yeah. do. They should do. Be no, them not to. Yeah, but... Yeah, we've seen... I was going to say, like, we got stuff for Mickey's, but like, that was Mickey's 90th anniversary, wasn't it? And, like, literally everybody had the licence for Mickey that year. So it's a little bit different than the parks itself, which you're right. A bit more specific but uh yeah the ones who like, a shame the because park
3: maps are great. Yeah, it's a shame though, because if like if you're not in the parks on a specific day, like as you said, I had no idea this collection was coming out, I just happened to spot it. Like if you're not in the parks on that specific day, like you've got no chance of getting it, which feels a bit of a missed opportunity. I never understand Izzy's approach to to merchandise like this. It just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense.
1: No. No. I don't I don't get it either
3: but yeah, I mean, why not just make more of the spirit jerseys that sell well? I don't understand.
2: Well, let you let you order them with the lead times, so so yeah. you, they don't even have to have a stock of them. Yeah, you know, you just order it, and 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 it says right, it will take eight weeks to get it. Okay, fine.
4: fine. Yeah, there's I a agree. You know, there's it's a guaranteed, company
2: guaranteed sale.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a company called Super Seven, an American company, and they are making these quite expensive. Disney action figures, right? They've done I think 3, maybe 4 series so far. They started announcing them about 2 years ago and so far one series has come out. They're about 50-60 dollars each, these figures. They come with like lots of different accessories and, you know, different head sculpts and hands and all that shit. Um, but you have to you have to buy them when they go on sale. And they tell you when they're expected to be delivered to you. And that's it. And that's that, and that's what they make. So they normally sell them for about a month. You've got a month to put your orders in, and then they close it off. And that's all they make. Mm. So if they mm. if they sell ten thousand of each figure, they'll make ten thousand of each figure. If they make if they have to do a thousand of each figure, they make a thousand. You know, whatever's yeah. it's it's not made to order, but it is at the same time. They will just manufacture what people have ordered. And people, you know, for that, you know, you're talking, you said, like, eight weeks or whatever. You know, for that, mm. people have waited for some of those figures over a year now.
4: Yeah,
1: and, mm. and they've done that. You know, people are prepared to wait
3: to get the stuff that they want. As long as you're not going to rip them off about know,
4: just,
3: it. I don't understand. If I was Disney, and, like, the, the blue 50th spirit jersey is very popular. It's sold out in all of the parks. It's incredibly expensive money. But if I were Disney right now, I would go, well, oh, this, this is a popular spirit jersey. Hmm. we've sold them all let's make yeah. some more oh,
2: yeah let's take orders and then we'll yeah if, if you get five hundred thousand orders then we'll make we'll you know we'll get five hundred thousand of them i just don't so it probably wouldn't do with everything but you're right the stuff that sells are give people a second chance at it
3: yeah what i mean there's spirit people? jerseys like the 50th spirit jerseys are just flying off the shelves
2: yeah not for me i'm not a spirit jersey type person but there we
1: are that's what everyone says gotcha until they get a spirit jersey as ryan because you.
2: you're not a teenage girl
0: mr d <laughs> i've
1: honestly got about
0: i've got about 15 now so i can't comment it's yeah
1: i've got yeah, like exactly i've got three that's fine that's that's perfectly fine um ryan was there any other news in the parts that you saw that you wanted to bring to the table
3: no the band's collection was the only thing i had yeah,
1: it's, it's 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 slim pickings, really, which is good because it gives us more time to talk about uh, you and Mister D. So, uh, as you've just come back, Ryan, I want to hear from you uh, and about your trip. So, I think if we could start with,
3: well, how long did you, did you go for? So we went for two weeks. We did one week at Disney and one week at a, an apartment that a friend of a friend owns. So one week was just staying on property, no car, second week offsite with a car. And um, the reason we... So anyone that's listened to, to um, Theme Park Trader would probably call me a hypocrite because I said I wouldn't stay at Disney. Um, the reason that we changed it was because car hire and fuel and parking on it, it, within the parks or at the hotel is so expensive it actually worked out cheaper for us to stay a week on at Disney and then do the second week uh, with the car. Yeah. I think that, I think that's a real issue at the moment, if I'm
1: honest. Um, mm. The fact that it is so expensive to hire a car and to fuel it and the parking charges. And I remember when, um, when we did our split stay and we spent a week on iDrive and um, you know one of the benefits was at that time we didn't have to pay for parking in the hotel which a lot of hotels obviously mm-hmm. do charge you for now as well so we planned it so we got the hire car and and used it mainly when we was off site um not not exclusively we did actually use it on site thinking back about it um but again that was when disney didn't charge uk guests for for parking that's all stuff that you got to you got to uh, implement but yeah I I can understand now why people are looking to do that, but I guess what you you missed out on your second week was some of those on-site perks.
3: Yeah, those great on-site perks. Oh, wait. I mean, I I will say... You get your happy
1: half hour, don't you?
3: Yeah, and and the half hour, it it does make a difference for, for all parks apart from Animal Kingdom, which is an absolute shambles of an operation when they open up in the morning because in every other park they were letting people in early basically so uh, let's say like magic kingdom opened for hotel guests at 8:30, they'd start letting people in at 8 they wouldn't let you do any of the rides you could you could shop in main street go to starbucks you know the classic kind of things same for hollywood same for epcot at animal they would wait until half eight on the dot where it, by that point there's a massive queue if you're towards yeah. the back of that queue which we were we didn't get in until like ten to nine in which case you're like well what's the point yeah. so the, the operations maybe it was on that day but the operations the final kingdom word were, were dreadful but the other three i was pleasantly surprised we turned up at epcot i think at like quarter past eight it was meant to open at half past and we just walked in and no queue and just kind of grabbed grabbed a, a drink and then kind of walked over to our first ride which was which was nice so the half hour is is nice but i mean it's it really does fly by like, you, you know, an hour flew by before like this 30 minutes. is, it's, I'd say it's a little bit pointless unless you've just got one thing to go. And, you know, if you really want to go and do flight of passage or you really want to go and um, do guardians, Oh wait, you can't unless you've got yeah, <laughs> there. Sure. But if you really want to do that like, one thing, definitely do it. We kind of used a half hour just to go to Starbucks and like do our morning coffee yeah. and then go off and, and do our kind of the rest of the day.
1: It's weird. Like I remember when me and P Dubs went to Hollywood Studios, and it was obviously a day that was a regular. You know, I think it was like a nine o'clock open or something. Mm. And we got there like at half eight, and the queue was already pretty big at that point. Like I think once they actually started letting people in, it took us about ten minutes to to get into or get through the ticket barrier. Um, But if they let people in that bit earlier then you are going to get people that are going to go and cruise the shops. You're going to get people that are going to go and buy breakfast. Yeah. You know, when when the when the park is open and the rides are open, everyone's going to be going for the park, you know, those, those rides. You know, they've missed out on, you know, a lot of guests that would have had breakfast if they could have got in a bit earlier. So you can still yeah. restrict people from going, you know, if you don't want them to go to certain areas, you have them roped off. Or you have staff there saying, oh, you know, we can't let you in here yet. But let them into the actual entrance to the park, and let them actually spend their money.
3: I don't get it. No, it, it, honestly, I was really pleasantly surprised by the way that Magic Ecton and Hollywood did it. I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, it's been three years since I've been there, so it's the longest gap in trips I've possibly ever had. To be honest, between Disney World, you know, even as a kid, I was going every couple of years. I was very, very fortunate growing up and lived at home for many years, which meant I get to go. Got to go every year but um it was a nice it was nice to kind of get that experience and just chill out for a bit in the morning yeah. um i mean i will say um donna my wife has epilepsy we did have a a, a dash pass um which made things a lot easier for us um so we were able to and it works very well i don't know if anyone's uh, used it before in or disney world but it's all done via the app so you load your party in and you say okay I want to go and ride. I don't know, Haunted Mansion, and it will say, okay, you can you can go on in 20 minutes. And the way it would work is it would tend to go. Well, the queue is half an hour, so we'll we'll say you can go on it in 20 minutes because there's a bit of time between entering the the Lightning Lane, which is where you go if you've got a dash pass, and obviously getting on the ride that would equate to roughly 30 minutes. Mm.
1: And did it you works really well? Did you did you organise the pass before you got there, or did you do it once you arrived?
3: We did it. We did it once we were there. We went. Uh, the, the first stop of the the trip was the um, kind of town hall in Main Street in Main Street, and they. I didn't go actually. I, I was in Starbucks, but uh, Donna, of and you were. one of our friends. Of course, Donna, one of my friends went in there, and they just said, "Yeah, no, no problem. We'll put it on there now." And I think it lasts for like ninety days.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. Although saying that, I know Disneyland Paris, um, because I've been with, you know, I've not been back with a child that could have had a pass uh, because you need to have, like, the the correct paperwork and whatnot. Um, Mm. But um, I've obviously been with people, and actually you've been with people, that uh, Mm. qualify for the pass. And, you know, if you've got a, um, you know, a, a, a persistent disability, a uh, permanent disability, that's the word, um, and like an annual pass, then that is done for the year. That's done for the duration yeah, of the pass. Sense. So you, you, you don't have to do it. You don't have to repeat that uh, per trip. But I know both Disneyland Paris and Disney World now, and I assume Disneyland as well, you can uh, apply for your pass before you go. Uh, you do like uh, a, okay. a video call. And um, right. they go through everything there. You... You have to I guess email documents over. I'm not entirely sure how it goes, but I know well, that there's a video or element. Nothing to it. In well, yeah. But I mean, uh, we
3: had all of the documentation with us and they just asked I think one question and just took that as, as the answer. Yeah. Which I was surprised at. But I, I think it's to do with I think it was actually you on on our group chat said so it's something to do with US law or whatever yeah us law they uh i don't think it's i think it's
1: done state by state but yeah they can't actually ask you to prove your disability so although saying that I, I i've heard people have bad experiences with staff when they've tried to get disabled passes uh that have been probing about things but uh apparently they can't actually ask you for uh proof of of your disability so Yes. But it's good. I'm yeah. glad that uh, it was it was quite a, an easy process. I think they have uh, streamlined it, um, certainly as, as years have gone by as well, to make it that bit quicker, because yeah, uh, you know, before many, that
0: could take a while. How many people does it let you bunk on?
3: I think it's six. I think it's six total group, I want to say. I mean, we only had four because two of... We had six total, but two of the group were under three, so they... In Disney's eyes, they just don't count as
0: people. Yeah, no. really. well, well. And well. um, well, what about if you've got like two people in your party? Is that twelve?
3: Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I guess it's six per person. Yeah. If you you mean if like two people have a um, special pass, yeah. yeah, I assume it's six per person. Well, five additional per person. Good to know. Yeah, I assume that's the the case, but I couldn't, I genuinely thought, oh, we're going to have to go to every entrance of attraction and and kind of get a return time, because that's the last, when I've seen it in the past, that's how they did it, but it's literally, I just booted up the app, and just, as soon as you got, as soon as you, basically, as soon as you scanned your park ticket or your magic band, whatever you're using, in the on the the last lightning lane stop of the attraction, you can go in the app and book your next one, so even before you've boarded the ride. So it works like fast pass in a way. So what short way. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good.
1: So we we've, we've kind of uh jumped a little bit ahead from the beginning. Mm. So we know where uh, we know how, uh, you had a split stay. Um I'm assuming
3: you stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Oh I wish. Animal Kingdom Lodge is crazy expensive. Really? Um, yeah, we we just did all star music. Um you know what, like I would have loved to stay at the lodge or beach club or, or you know, but Pipers too. She, she just wanted a fun Disney hotel. It didn't need to be all singing and dancing, and to be honest, all star music was great. Like it was
0: Is that is that it, what she, said? What she
3: that's what she said. She wants yeah. she said she said, Daddy, I want you to book the cheapest hotel you possibly the can.
0: Cheapest. I just wanted it to be fun, Daddy. Yeah. 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 Perfect, yeah. Very advanced she for her doesn't age. Care.
3: like she doesn't care. And it was it was it was good that all the rooms have been refurbished since I think recently during during COVID. So the rooms were nice, the pool was the pool was nice. Um you know it's not the best hotel in, in the world, it's it's, it's a value hotel, but we would have we could have easily stayed there for two weeks if we wanted to.
1: Was that your all stars? I was gonna say it wasn't isn't music your favourite All Stars?
2: Um music yeah well yeah probably but it, it's crazy really they charge you more for movies for some reason i mean i think it's just because of the demon the characters and the, isn't it? the big characters but they've all got characters um so it's mad really movies is the newest one but i i quite like the pull in music that's why i like music but mm. they're, they're all very very similar i don't think it really makes much difference and they've all got slight advantages and disadvantages. I mean sports, if you if you get if you stay in sports, that's been refurbished as well, I think. And I think they um, all have, yeah. Yeah, and sports is the it's the first bus it's the first bus stop, so you get dropped off first, if I remember rightly. So, you know, there's all little pros and cons, but they're, they're pretty much the same. I mean they're all they're all the same. Pop centuries very similar as well, obviously it's slightly different mm-hmm. location, but but music, movies, and um, sports are all side by side, so I don't think it makes much difference. Where was the cheapest, really?
3: Yeah, that that was the one with the availability, I think, from memory, because we we had two rooms booked, um, and I've stayed there before. I've also stayed at sports before, but it's been it's been probably ten years since I stayed there. But no, we we enjoyed it. I'd go back. I'd actually go back there again. I was staying at the Swan, that's for sure. <laughs> so because how Swan, was the buses? are my word. Don't even get me started on the Oh, really? buses. Yeah. They don't use Disney buses anymore, or at least they weren't when uh, we were there. So they had like Mears um, putting on buses and it was a nightmare. Wow. Mm. wow. So this was uh, Piper's first
1: transatlantic flight, wasn't it? It was her first flight,
3: which was a bit of a risk, I'll be honest. <laughs> but we had no issues either way it was i was expecting you know for us to be that family where the kids just kicking off not that she's you know she's not naughty or anything but it's a big deal getting on a plane when you're that young Mm. and she was good as gold sat there coloring drawing watching she watched an entire film with like the plane headphones on wow and we we were like okay this is great like i ended up watching um season one of, of Chucky on the plane because she was just sat there so quietly. There's, yeah, I was going to say, nothing better than watching
1: uh, something like Chucky next to your two-year-old.
3: Oh, she was like, She she spotted at one point and was like, who's that? And I'm like, oh, it's Chucky. She's like, I don't like Chucky. Well, All right, fair enough. Definitely.
0: But I do like Pop Century. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Can we say the next time, Daddy? Um Yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because I remember when we... Um, took our kids on a plane for the first time and you know having a non-verbal kid you can't you can show what a plane looks like and you can tell them they're going to go on a plane but you don't know if they understand what's going on and Mm. we were really worried about and it was only like a four hour flight but we were really worried and we had absolutely nothing to be worried about at all like it it didn't phase him in the slightest it was really weird i think sometimes you you get more worked up about what your kids might be like and then you're, and then the the kids embarrass you by being perfectly fine.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, we we were lucky because we had we we did we did fly premium with BA, which did make a difference. Like we had lots of space. She got so excited by like the orange juice at the start, like in a in a real glass. She was like proper excited by it. And when the food came, she was like, "What well, I'm getting fed here? Like, what's going on?" Um. So, she, Yeah, she really enjoyed it. And on the way back, she, she we boarded the plane. She fell asleep, and we had to wake her up when we were taxiing in Gatwick. So, That does sound a little bit like
1: you don't feed her at home, though, Ryan, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> I don't well, want to call child you know, services, but if they're listening, I'm just saying. I, um, you
3: know, I'd you rather spend the money on Disney
1: trips than I would mm-hmm. dinner. Um, no, priorities. I understand. Yeah. Um, So where did you go first? I mean, I know where you would normally go first, but is that how this trip went? Uh, we went Magic Kingdom first. Uh, I think that's yeah. probably... It, it, Bearing in mind this is her first time, probably the right thing.
3: Yeah, and also she's she's kind of familiar with it in a way, because we did Disneyland Paris in May. Hmm. And to you know, to a two year old, it's a place with a, a big castle and Main Street looks somewhat similar. So it was a bit kind of, you know, recognizable to her. But we did a lot of a lot of the things that obviously we wouldn't prioritize previously. So we spent a lot of time in in fantasyland. Mm-hmm. But she loved she loved everything in, in magic kingdom really everything she went on she enjoyed she was obsessed with it's a small world <laughs> which i mean i love it's a small world and to see her face light up on that like these was moments like that throughout the trip where you you look at your you know in my case your monzo account or your bank account and you go Oh fucking hell um but then you see those moments in her in her face and it just you just forget about it and you're like, you know what? Even if she doesn't remember it, we're going to remember that. We've got that photo of her looking over the moon with with It's a Small World or, or whatever it may be.
1: This is exactly the argument I have with people. I mean, we took Alice when she was about seven months old mm. and people were like, you, you're nuts. She's not going to enjoy it. She's not going to remember it. And watching her face light up when Mickey Mouse approached the table while we we're having dinner. Or, like you say, going on uh, Small World for the first time. And we videoed that. We videoed her face Mm -hmm. while we were going around it because it was just this shock and awe and this, you know, being overwhelmed by everything and just, you know, smiling at everything. And, you know, yeah, she doesn't remember that. She doesn't remember that trip. But she's got the photos and she's seen the video from that trip. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, it's it's more for us than it is for them. But... Of course they've enjoyed it as well.
3: They just won't remember oh, okay. in a few years' time. <laughs> Definitely. And, and actually like she was she was still talking about um going to Mickey and Minnie's house from Paris is what she calls it, like back in May. So like she's her memory's pretty good. I mean obviously probably not gonna she's probably not gonna remember when she's five or six, but it, it, you're right, it's those memories and, and the our friends that we're with, they've got a, a baby that's five five and a half months and they went to go and see meet Mickey Mouse with with him. And those photos are just incredible. I mean, they're not as good as they could have been when there was a photo pass photographer there, but they're still good considering a robot camera ticket. <laughs> robot cameraman. Um, robot
1: cameraman. So obviously this is the first time that you've been back since um, Galaxy's Edge was, was fully opened. Yep. Uh, probably the first time you've been back since you could actually see Tron. Yes. Can't go on it, of course. Can't go uh, on it. Sort of running. But, um, you know, what did you what did you make of uh, Galaxy's Edge?
3: Uh, so I, last time I was in Galaxy's Edge, I did Ogre's Cantina and Smuggler's Run. Rise of Resistance wasn't open. No, because you
1: went quite close to when me and uh, P-Dubs went, didn't you? Yeah. I think I was, like a like few like like weeks apart. Yeah.
3: October and November 19. So it was just a few weeks before it opened. Um so rise of resistance i did for the first time i did it a couple of times it's good but it's not as good as as people say it is is my honest review of it i enjoyed it but everyone was everyone's saying oh it's the best thing best ride ever this this is the best thing disney's ever done i don't think that's the case Um, and you know i go on it time and time again for sure but i think people have overhyped it to a point where i came off feeling a little bit underwhelmed
0: but Is that it's... not because you've seen it on YouTube so much? Mm. No, I I haven't really watched it. Wow. I've, I've I've heard people talk about it, which,
3: which definitely influences me. Don't get me wrong. And I I, I did massively enjoy it, and I it, it will be one of the first things I go to in Hollywood every time. But it wasn't as good as I was expecting. If that I mean, what's better?
0: Flight of Passage. Is it? Better though, I mean the work that's gone into that ride, the moving parts to make that ride. Surely it's got to be the best. It doesn't it? Doesn't I mean both times I went on it, not
3: everything was working. It's a ride that's three years old. That's not acceptable. And I think mean, I think Guardians is better than Rise of the Resistance. And Guardians is by far, and I'm gonna talk about this in a minute about Epcot, but Guardians is far from being the perfect coaster. But I think it's better than Rise of Resistance. It's more fun. But the important thing is, it's better than the Smuggler's Run. Oh Yeah, Smuggler's Run, I went on it again just to see if my feelings had changed in three years, and it's still a piece of shit. <laughs> and I was pilot this time because literally, I, I got to the front of the queue, and, she, and the woman, the cast member was like, Do you want to be uh, pilot, engineer, or gunner? Uh, you, you don't to have be to be engineer. Man. She's like, You don't have to be engineer or gunner. And I'm like, I'm going to be part of them like they're literally telling people not to do these roles because they're so shit it's just it's just the worst
1: like I I've got a a friend out there at the moment it's his first time going since um, since uh, Galaxy's Edge opened so you know all of this is new to him and he came off Smuggler's Run saying about how great it was because he got to fly the Millennium Falcon and I was like yeah I'm sure if you do that it is a completely different ride I, I don't hmm. I still I still don't think you know it, it is what it is. But being able to like <laughs> sit in a cockpit is, you know, extremely exciting. But the ride itself is not great and then yeah, those those two other roles they give you are just absolute dog shit. So yeah, do
0: you the, think do you think there'd be a way that they could make it that you are either the the pilot or the gunner? Could it could it be a refurb? And they make it into pods of two, as as opposed to pods of four. Do you think? Well, so th- it's a
3: good point because when we we did it, there was only three of us that were uh, riding because Donna was off with the with the kids, and they let us go in as a group of three, and basically just said, well, they they program the ride to say there's there's two pilots and a gunner, and the other roles are just filled automatically. Mm. So it's it's definitely possible already. I think when it quietens down. Those roles
1: are just going to be null and void. Like, what's the point? Well, it already kind of is. I mean, when when we went, bearing in mind, you know, we went a few weeks in front of you, and it had been open for about two months at that point. The queue for smuggler, and bearing in mind that was the only attraction in the land, I think the, mm. the standard queue was about sixty minutes, and obviously we went single rider, so you know, it it probably took about ten or something stupid, but. My point is, is that even when it just, you know, it was still new, sixty minutes for an attraction like that isn't particularly long, and you could say, well, no. it's because they've got so many different units and stuff like that. But you know, now you've got a, a a better attraction in the same land that people are obviously desperate to go on because everyone knows that's the more exciting one. I can see that becoming
3: Star Tours in a few years.
0: It's already oh, on the way Star-tours. there now.
3: Star Tours is. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Like, it was consistently five minutes, even yeah. like when the rest of the park oh, was round.
0: That's it, bonkers, isn't it? it?
3: Star Tours is ten times the ride that Smuggler's Run is.
0: Ten I, times the ride. I mean, do you remember Star Tours two? And there was an app which you used to have the wait times on it and everything like that, just for that ride. Yeah, I was there when that
3: ride reopened. That that the day it reopened, when when George Lucas was there, and it was mental. And now. The tree, you could just walk on it,
2: but it it was like that. The one that it was when it was Star Tours 1, you know, before they redid it, it was a walk on, it was always a walk on, yeah. And then, and then, even after it was Star Tours 2, before they updated the scenes, it was starting to get like that again. And then, obviously, the Open Galaxy's Edge and that generated a lot of interest, and, and now it's kind of diminishing back down again. Which, I mean, it's I, I like Star Tours. I always go on It's good. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's great, but I actually think I preferred that to Smuggler's Run, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, definitely.
3: Definitely.
2: Yeah. Um, Which is a shame because, I mean, it's it's the Millennium Falcon. Do you know what I mean? It's, it should be a big deal. And I, deemed it fantastically. I mean, the queue and the pre-show and all of that. Did, great,
0: did any of the promised um, stuff... So you were supposed to go on smuggler's runway, and if you were really bad or really good or whatever, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. people were supposed to comment on your score or, oh, I heard you were a really bad pilot. Did any of that ever come out? I think it's happened
3: a few on a few occasions to a few people, but nowhere near to their level. No, they've, they're phasing it out. I mean, they've got the um, Mandalorian and Grogu coming to Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland, so the the, the story is already. Being thrown out the window. Yeah, well this yeah. is yeah, this is the argument I had on the the
1: last show when we was looking at D23 and they and they made that announcement. It's like they've not explained why
0: he's there. But you can get away with that at Disneyland, at Disney World, because you've got a hotel and a, and a story playing out within the land. Surely it's a bit more tricky to have them all walking around Walt Disney. No, because it's the
1: same no, because the, the the thing is the story is the same for both Galaxy, Galaxy Edge locations. Yeah, also, no one's that.
0: staying
3: at the hotel, so it doesn't matter.
0: But the hotel, <laughs> you know, them guests come out into the land and interact with stuff as part of their hotel experience.
3: Mm. They go from one underwhelming experience to the
0: next. No, of course they do, yeah, I agree with you. But they can't put Grogu in and Mandalorian it, I mean, you may as well just go all in at this point and just put all the main stars in. I agree. I'd like to see Darth Ball kicking the
3: shit out of um, General Grievous, or Darth Ball kicking the shit out of Ray. I don't care. I just want to see Star Wars. Yeah, I think all Star Wars fans want that. I don't. I don't think they care.
1: No, I think they they went in far too hard with the fact that this was going to be based on the trilogy of films, like the newest trilogy of films. And... But hasn't the
0: Mandalorian season three storm been filmed at Galaxy's Edge? Well... Did I dream that?
1: No, there, there was some. I'm sure there was some filming done, but I wonder now, was that for the Mandalorian or was that for like promo videos?
3: Oh, because they did use a promo, didn't they, for
1: D23? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like that, there was filming done, Craig. You're right, but was it done for yeah. the actual show? We don't know. Uh, Time will we'll tell, I guess. But um,
0: yeah, the Mandalorian drinks. Diet Coke.
3: <laughs> Drinks that, that weird blue milk stuff. Um, I, I mean, August Cantina is still great, though. I still love it there. It's yeah. expensive, obviously, but I still think it's a great experience.
1: Yeah, and I guess, I mean, the thing is, it wouldn't have affected you as much as it would do now, although it still wasn't good. But obviously, the dollar to pound has been on the wane. I mean, it's it's obviously yes. <laughs> since you've come back fallen through the floor, and I'm not blaming you for that at all. But um, you know, how, how did that impact this trip? That I mean, obviously there was no dining plan, mm-hmm. um, regardless of of where you stayed. You know, I know that you got like your your credits and stuff like that, your gift card if you stayed at certain hotels. But there was no dining plan, which is obviously something you're very used to. Um, yes. So how did that impact your your overall trip?
3: It was a it was a very very different trip you know we went from trips where we're used to staying at moderate to deluxe hotels to moving to a value hotel for a week and and eating quick services i think we only ate at two disney's three disney sit down restaurants the entire two weeks they were um homecoming t-rex and uh, lasalia obviously um but that was it. Whereas previously we would we would be at a, a Disney restaurant every day plus plus a quick service. So it was it was a very different trip. You know we would, we were just doing quick services pretty much. How did how did that? Um, how was that
1: experience? Because you know obviously Craig, Mr D, both big fans of the Dining Plan as well as yourself. Mm. But mm. now because you don't have to use these dining credits because it's your own money that you're you're using and you're making those different choices like was it a uh, um did you find it in some ways it was a, a better experience because you was eating differently
3: or was it lessened because you were doing that it was much worse it was it was much much worse i think you know i love many many of the restaurants in, in walt disney world and you know being being honest like with you know there's lots of things happening in outside of disney in my life at the moment like moving house and all that kind of thing and um, we just couldn't afford to to pay those restaurants prices on a daily a daily basis. You know, I wanted to eat at the Bow House, is one of my favorite restaurants, I wanted to eat at um, Paddlefish. That we had, I had to make a decision: do so I go to one of those two, or all or, or the cellier. and You know, I couldn't go not go, I couldn't go to Dizzy and not go to the Celia's. So we made a decision to to eat there, but it definitely lessens the experience. And to be totally honest, I'm As much as i would i would go out again tomorrow i had you know we had a great time realistically with the with the 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 pounds a dollar with cost of living with with the way that disney has skyrocketed their prices i'm not going to be booking a trip until the dining plan is back unless i get a really really great deal on a room and my stay which is seemingly unlikely i think until the recession hits the entire world and disney are forced to to kind of adjust their prices but and probably bring back the dining plan but i do think the reason the dining plan isn't back is very very clear and that is a massive lack of cast members because i think epcot is, is very very much the park that showcases that where no pun intended where you've got you know typically you'd have kind of people from mexico manning the mexican pavilion i'd say there were i saw maybe two or three, everyone else were wearing those kind of multi flagged Epcot shirts and were American. And that was the same across most countries. So wow. they've yeah, got they staffing rest-
2: issues. Yeah, they've restarted the programme and the the mm. um yeah, programme yeah. but that'll take a while to yeah, yeah. to fill back up again. Yeah. But
3: it it definitely feels and, and like even like Celia where bookings bookings were not easy but they you know they they weren't incredibly difficult but when I was in there there were tables empty they're not quite at full capacity across the restaurants that I was in for sure so it does feel like I know know, some people going oh it's just Disney being cheap and I do think there's an element to that Um, but they definitely have staffing problems. Yeah I mean on a side note I
1: think what you just said there is is going to be interesting we've already talked on here about the fact that Disney were kind of stressing a little bit already about next year's bookings, not looking as strong as they have been for the previous two years because we've come out of a pandemic, people have had money to spend, to, you know, saved up to spend. they put these trips. Mm. Now, especially from the UK, because of how low the pound is, I mean, what, what is it, like a 37-year low or something? Stupid 27-year yeah. low. Um, you know, it is going to be ridiculously expensive. Like I was just checking because I'm going to Canada in a in a in a you know three four weeks, and I was checking that, and that still seems to be pretty much as it was. It doesn't seem to have adjusted too much, but you know now you're getting pound to dollar almost being, uh you know an exact conversion, which I, I, we've never seen.
3: Well, it, it's little things as well. I mean, Disney's one thing, but like you know, obviously we all. When we're out there, you know, you go to the outlets and you go to Walmart and Target and all those kind of places. When I was in the Converse outlet store, the Converse's that I wanted were cheaper in the UK than they were in the US, and that's the first time I've ever seen that happen. And that, that wasn't just Converse, There was a few things that we were looking at and we were checking kind of the UK's equivalent stores, always at least 10 to £15 pounds cheaper in the UK, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, and I hear as well, like, people have been... You know forget the the conversion rate, but people just in general saying that the outlets are just not having the kind
3: of offers that they were no. you know three four years ago no they they were um like standard prices for what you' what you find in in the stores over here, definitely yeah but yeah so I'd say you know without the dining plan the, the trip was was very different like you know I, we still enjoyed it um but i certainly didn't enjoy it as much as as having that dying plan and it makes it we you know we had this trip planned with our two friends for quite some time that like before they even knew they were having a baby so like it it, it was going to happen but after this uh, i just don't know when i'm, I'm going back as much as, as much as as i said i loved it and i i'd go back tomorrow if i could but i just can't i can't justify it
1: yeah, and i i mean i'm i'm the king of that right i've not had a proper trip to Disney World, in you know twelve years, mm. you know I've I've had the odd day trip, Um and it's not because I don't want to, but when I you know weigh up how much it's going to cost plus what I'm going to spend, I just can't. And that was before we we where we are now, you yeah. know. So it's it's not for a, a not a wanting to, but it is you know, it's going to be incredibly difficult now for people not only to afford the holiday, but to actually be able to enjoy Because, I mean, there's nothing worse than going, you know, spending a load of money on a holiday and then not being able to do the things that you want to do.
3: Oh, yeah, it's it's it would be pointless. And, you know, I, I was certainly watching my uh, Monzo account very closely this time, whereas last time I, you know, I wasn't. And a lot of that came down to the fact that we were spending so much on food.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, you mentioned Epcot, you mentioned uh, Guardians. How did you find yep. the the booking process for getting onto
3: Guardians? So so simple, so simple. We never had any difficulties getting a um, a virtual, getting in the virtual line. It's just you log in seven o'clock, hit a button, or add your party, hit a button, away you go. It's so easy. Um, the second week, we unless you're inside the park, um, you can't get in until the one o'clock but at one o'clock we were in the park we hit the virtual queue and, and and we were in so we did two two seven o'clock ones which we got in quite early boarding groups for and then one at uh, maybe maybe two at one o'clock as well but you can only go go on once a day you can't right. you can't join seven o'clock one ride it and then and then join at one o'clock but you can of course pay um a lightning lane 17 dollars to ride it as many times as you want Per 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 ride, obviously, seventeen dollars per ride.
2: Yeah, um, but You're limited I mean, on that as well, though, to one a day, aren't you?
3: you oh, is it two, only one for,
2: for the lightning? Two two individual attraction selections per day, but I think you can only ride each one once.
3: Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: Yes,
1: yeah, so you couldn't buy like five uh, lightning lanes no. for Haunted Mansion. Oh, well, that's something I, something I suppose. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah.
1: Um. But yeah. How did you find Epcot and more importantly, how did Piper take to living on the land, living with the land?
3: So, yes. So Epcot, I was prepared to walk in and be incredibly disappointed with. I think I think we've all seen the imagery of like Connections Cafe and Connections Eatery and the, the shop, which I can, Creations, I think, that I can never remember the name of, but I think it's Creations. And it all looked quite plain, quite Disney Springs-esque but it, it works really well when you're there in person. And it does feel like Epcot, all of the shops that, you know, they're quite minimalist, but it works with the new branding they've got. And the music in there is nice. I'd say it's the best Starbucks location on property by far, but the eatery is great, serves great food, really, really good food. Like we had a couple of quick services there, both times, excellent. Queues move pretty quickly. And the creation store, it's a little bit bland, but it it work, it works and you know it's still got the mouse gear size so it's a huge huge store. It's it's definitely got more vibe to it than World of Disney and Disney Springs, which mm. is a terrible store. I think it's just what they've done to the, the store in Disney Springs is criminal. Yeah, it's
1: um World of Disney was always good because it um, sold so much of the stuff that you wanted, but um, I never I never found it like a great to walk around uh, it's, not, it's, it's got worse it's, they haven't improved that yeah no no I know. it's definitely
3: got worse but epcot i think you know there's still lots of building work going on with the moana stuff that they're adding and who's who knows if the festival site in the middle is happening or not some people are saying it is some people are saying it isn't mm. there's way too much construction work for it just to be moana though it's um so that aside i think epcot is still definitely my favorite park i liked all of the new additions and i'd say everyone on the trip found that epcot was our favorite day it was the more relaxed park of the four disney parks um, and it was even more relaxed than, than typhoon lagoon as well and and piper loved almost everything at epcot to be honest more so than she liked her favorite ride was the test track was test track yeah no, it was um the <laughs> The Mexican ride with Donald Duck and the, the, the three Caballeros, well, three Caballeros including Donald Duck. Yep. And she she loved living on the land. Uh, that was Mummy's she called that my mummy's favourite ride and I love Space Birth. That was Daddy's favourite ride. And she loved <laughs> both of those. So I I went um you know, she was able to come home with us and I didn't leave her in, in America. She turned around and said she didn't have that That was the deal.
1: Well, it's it's a fair point. You've gotta you've gotta set your ground rules, right? Yeah. So I think yeah, that's
3: that's fine. And what I will say, as much as I dislike the Figment attraction, it made me realize who, who it's actually designed for because she loved it. Mm. And uh, I still think it's, it's shit, but she absolutely loved that ride. And it does make you think, well, you can kind of moan till the cows come home, but actually, if, if the intended audience is still enjoying it, which are young families on that attraction specifically then it's doing its job, although there's still no wait time. So I think take that with a pitch of salt.
1: Yes, as long as the mindless under four-year-olds uh, enjoy it, that's the main thing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Figment's still selling that shit kind of merchandise, so they're getting the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, and, you know, obviously that was another thing from D23 is that, you know, Figment meet and greets coming back in some capacity. We don't know what size he's going to be. Um,
3: but That was, like, the only thing announced for Disney World. Pretty much yeah. I mean I'm not talking about the bullshit concept art that's not gonna
1: happen. <laughs> well look, we, we got two and a half hours out of it like the other the other week, so you know, if people want to hear that they can do. Um so before um we move on to uh Mr. D's trip planning, um you did mention Genie Plus, you did mention uh Magic Plus Plus. Mm. mm. Magic Band plus plus. Magic um Band plus plus plus. So obviously that you know was was quite a new addition when you went Genie mm. we've obviously talked long uh, about that on here as it was rolling out we've obviously talked to people that have uh, used it on their trips. Um what were your experiences of those?
3: So didn't use Genie Plus at all. Um didn't didn't touch it. Didn't use any of the standard stuff either. Um just didn't didn't feel the need to, to use it in, in in the slightest, so I have zero experience of using that. I did buy Magic Band Plus on my first day because I couldn't find. It. I've, got like oh. I've got like ten Magic Bands. I've got like ten Magic Bands, and I couldn't find any of them. So I thought, well, if I've got to buy, I don't have to buy a new one, but it's easier. Ryan, I'm buy I can one tell
1: and... you, I can tell you where they are. They're in yeah. one of your popcorn buckets with the glow
3: cubes. Mm. I looked yeah. in those; so that it wasn't in the
2: uh, you need another popcorn bucket obviously. i know yeah. i need one yeah.
3: just to store my magic bands so i thought well if I'm, if I'm buying a new one i may as well get it and and try it out and it's just completely pointless it, it really is like the, the the gold statues some of them have catchphrases, which is nice especially when you've got like a, a kid and they hear their char- favorite character talking and but most of the time they just play a shit jingle and it just it feels totally pointless the 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 glowing part of them and the vibrating part of them. Again, pointless. If you're watching a show, you're not going to be looking at your magic band unless you're watching Harmonious because it's more interesting than, than the show. Which is a complete and utter piece of shit. Um, <laughs> well, that's going, oh, isn't it? Quite... That was, it that is, was news and from D23. I, that was news that happened when I was out there just after I'd seen it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. It is it's terrible. I, I will say that... that Donna and other, our friends that we were with really enjoyed it, but it just doesn't, it doesn't fit for, into Epcot at all. It just doesn't work.
1: I think the problem is, and it almost like what you were saying about Figment, right, is mm. that it, it very much depends on, on how you see it. So I, I loved Disney Dreams at Disneyland Paris, and I think uh, Illuminations, which replaced it, is awful. Now it's essentially the same thing. It's a it's a projected castle show, but the heart and soul was completely ripped out of it to be replaced with scenes from films. And yet yep. speak to Craig, he'll tell you how wonderful it is. And other people who hadn't seen Disney Dreams or, you know, saw it once and it didn't really leave a, a lasting impact. Um love Illuminations. So I think, you know, some of the time The reason for people like ourselves not enjoying stuff like that is because we've got such fond memories of these older shows and feel these are inferior versions. But consequently, you've got people that, you know, love everything to do with Disney films. And so seeing these, you know, fireworks and lights uh, and imagery from these films that they love is more appealing.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I completely get that. And I think that's what... um... Probably with studios in magic Kingdom, are there for but epcot is not really it just doesn't it just doesn't work and i was ready for I've, i was ready to try and enjoy it and i did try but it just it, it's just a mess it's just a complete mess of a show and i mean they've just wasted millions on those barges which i mean they look I mean, in person as well they look shit during the day they <laughs> there's no getting around it it completely ruins the view, no matter where you are in World Showcase, they look shit. And they've wasted millions. I don't who in Imagineering thought, oh, that's a great idea, let's just do that. But they're going. So,
2: like, Well, are they just... though? Well, they said, he, said, Forever he said is the show's gone. Well, yeah, but here's, yeah, I'll put money on it that those barges just get repurposed. I, oh, I can't, 100%. cannot believe they'll get rid of the barges with all the money they've spent on it. Don't believe it yeah they've got they've got ten happy years. to eat my yeah happy uh, to eat yeah. my magic band you know well, don't yeah you're, you're probably magic right
3: you're, you're probably right but I mean I still think magic, going back to magic bands magic bands are the best way to to go around Disney they still are definitely um but don't buy magic band plus because it's not worth the money yeah. just
1: one final thing on magic band plus um mm. when they
3: first came
1: out and people were using them, they were really complaining about the battery life on them. Um, Was that an issue for you?
3: No, I actually thought the battery life was was pretty good. Um, I had no issues at all. I probably was charging it every two or three nights. I I wasn't really checking it, and it never prompted me that I was looking on the app. It never said it needed to be charged, but I just put it on charge every couple of days. And it charges pretty quick as well. So, you know... The lighting on it's cool. The vibration settings on it on it is nice, but like my Apple Watch can do all of that, and I would have rather paid three quid for all of that on my watch as a standalone Disney Parks app. To be honest. Yep,
1: yep. We've but, talked about the exact yeah. same thing. But, um, but no, thank you for for sharing that, Ryan. I think that's uh, you know, it's always good to hear people's experiences in the parks, and you know, you're you're pretty seasoned. Historically, and it must have been uh, a relief to get back out there uh, after all this time. But uh, no, I'm glad it you had a really good time.
3: Yeah, I guess we we loved, we, you know, I so we loved it. There, were the cast members were great. Disney, Disney throughout were really good. Um, you know, you can tell they're a little bit short staffed, but everyone there was was in kind of the classic Disney spirits that I think maybe on my last trip was were on the way out, but. I think overall the experience was fantastic mickey's not so scary i I guess just to touch on quickly was very busy it you know there have been rumors that it was quieter this year maybe it was slightly quieter than when i went in 2019 but for the money that i'm paying i don't want to be stood in a massive line to get candy every time i get it and i think that that was a little bit disappointing it's a very expensive party the parade the parade is still fantastic the newer fireworks I've seen this is the second time we saw them that's still shit apart from the Jack Burton at the start which is genuinely fantastic but i i you know I'd pay to go again because it's great to see you know Piper dressing up going she was up on like nine in the morning till midnight that day in magic Kingdom and still walking around at like eleven o'clock trick or treating and she was loving it that's that's why I'd paid to go back if it was just me and donna i wouldn't I wouldn't go back to that party it's too expensive for what it is. Mm. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for that. And then
1: we'll come to Mr. D. Um, So why don't you tell us what you're going to do?
2: Okay. So this will be our first time back since 2019. So three years. In fact, I just got a Facebook reminder saying it was three years ago. We were there. Um, Six of us are gone and we're going to fly in. So I'll, I'll just really focus on, I guess, the, the stuff that's a bit different. Um, so we're going to spend longer at the beginning of the trip at Universal, and we won't really talk about that so much right now. But um, we've got six nights at Universal, done Halloween Horror Nights. And that takes us up to from the 26th of October to the 1st of November. So we aren't going to do Mickey's Not Scary, unfortunately, we, we love that party. But we're gonna focus on Halloween Horror Nights anyway. Then we get to Disney on the first, and we've got eleven nights in Disney. And I guess the big thing for us is this will be our first DVC trip, so we're gonna we're gonna be staying at the Polynesian, uh, which is our first time. Actually, it's our first time in any of the the if wow. you don't count. Well, if you don't count like all Key West, which technically counts as a deluxe, but we've never stayed at any of the deluxe hotels we've never stayed at any of the monorail hotels we've always really stayed at values or a couple of the moderates really um like ryan we big fans of coronado springs stayed there a few times um so this will be our first time in the polynesian so really looking forward to that first time is dvc um, we bought UK tickets and we bought them at the time when you could buy Genie Plus um, for the whole length of the ticket. So we have got Genie Plus for the for the duration, and because because we bought it up front, although you've got it for every day, you get it cheaper. So I think it worked out as something like seven quid a day um, yes. for, for Genie Plus. Yeah, like $6, almost a day or something.
1: Yeah, it's, it's I mean it's not half price, but it's it's no. it's almost, isn't it?
2: Yeah. 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 So so that will be different. Uh we've got all our part reservations booked. Um didn't really have any trouble getting those booked. Um changed a couple as well, didn't have any trouble. The only the only slightly the only thing you need to do is make sure that the part if you're going to change one make sure the part that you want to change it to is available because you have to cancel or modify so you have to cancel it first and then rebook it so you don't want to cancel it and then find out you can't get the part you want but anyway get i will, the I, will well.
3: I will say one one thing when we we did hmm. swap a couple of days when we were out there okay so yeah. like, i think it's okay obviously there's going to be some times of the year but as you said definitely book them I was pleasantly surprised that we could change our plans while we were
2: out yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, from what from what I've seen, it's really the the really busiest times of the year where you're you're gonna struggle. But um, you know, like Christmas, Easter, Fourth of July, those sort of things. There is a there is a little week. There's a weekend when we're at Disney where you've got the uh, wine and dine marathon and half marathon, etc. So that weekend we're going to kind of minimize the parks and focus on other things. So we'll hit the water parks. We're going to have a like half day where we just chill around the Polynesian and just enjoy the resort and, and a few other things like that. So we'll kind of avoid the parks because they're probably going to be a little bit busier um, that weekend. Um, we have got tickets for Mickey's Very Many Christmas Party, which starts on the 8th, but we're going to go on the 10th. So... It'll be the second party so we're gonna avoid all the vloggers that go on the eighth um and look forward to that i've only been to the christmas party once and it was quite a long time ago uh so it'd be nice because we get back kind of mid-november and it? it isn't that long until christmas so it'll put and us on, was... in the mood for christmas before we get back yeah and
1: and how was that in comparison to mickey's not so scary i mean i know it wasn't you know nights were different but i mean i think the top mm. kind of price on that was about $200 a person yeah. so how did mickey's yeah. not so scary uh, mickey's not so scary mickey's christmas party compare
2: well when we when we went it, it was good we had a really good time but it it still mickey's not so scary the halloween party was was by far my favorite because as as ryan said that parade is is fantastic mm. um the fireworks and the castle show are really good the whole thing i mean i know they've changed it so it'll be interesting to see it again but when when we went you know we loved it and uh the trick-or-treating adds another little kind of element to it and then just the part spooky music but the christmas uh, party is also good it's um the parts decorated nicely for christmas you got the music um the parade is is good from what I remember and there's a little castle show. Um so it's good but I I remember preferring um the Halloween one. So we'll see what we think this time. This is only our second time and I'm I'm sure things have changed a bit since since we were there before. Um, but but price wise so how, how was it in oh, comparison? Money wise. Mm. Uh I wanna say I wanna say it was like a hundred and forty nine dollars I think Okay. Uh, but it gets up to something like two hundred dollars because obviously we're we're gone barely early. It was the same mm. night, so it's a, and it's a week night. It's a Thursday night, so it uh, it's one of the cheaper tickets. I think it like, might be the cheapest ticket. Um, yeah, I want to say it's like one hundred and forty nine dollars, um, which not long ago would have been about hundred quid, but now it's about one hundred and forty nine quid. So tough shit. But, uh, I mean, that's the thing. You know, as a as a UK person, a lot of what we've paid for, <clears throat> excuse me, is we've paid for it in pounds. Now, obviously, not the food, um, but um, things like our, our park tickets, um, our flights, obviously, uh, things like that, we we paid for in pounds. So, uh, the biggest hit is going to be meals, and we don't have a dining plan. And we, to be fair, we even if the dining plan had been in place, we said that this time we weren't going to do the full dining plan. We were going to do the quick service dining plan. Um, so the fact that there isn't a dining plan, it doesn't really bother us that much. Um, and we wouldn't get free dining anyway because we're we're staying DVC, yeah. so we would have had to pay for it. So, you know, you've got food and wine, so we will definitely be eating the, the food and wine. There are quite a lot of tables set up. Uh, really good uh, quick service locations now throughout the whole park and Disney Springs and the resorts. So we've got our list of ones that we like and we're going to be hitting those. But we have got some table service meals booked. We've got a couple of breakfasts booked. We've got Breakfast at Boma, which is a favourite for us. Love that. Um, We've got Breakfast at, um, well, it's Steakhouse 71, but that's because Kona Cafe is, is shut for refurbishment. If Kona Cafe reopens, we'll we'll try and switch that to uh, to Kona Cafe in the Polynesian. Um, we've also got Skipper Jack's Canteen, which is in the Magic Kingdom. We've got that booked for an early dinner the night before the Christmas party. So we'll go in early. We'll we'll have dinner at Skipper Jacks, and then we'll come out in time for the Christmas party to start. And we've also got um, Chef Art Smith's in. Uh, homecoming at uh, disney springs but we've also booked um ogres and space 220 lounge so okay. uh, we're gonna give those a go uh because we're dvc we get the extra evening magic hours as as well which is epcot and magic kingdom normally so we're gonna hit uh we, we catch one epcot and two magic kingdoms i think um so we we're, we're going to hit those and that's interesting because i was watching a vlog the other night and with the epcot one um you can actually get look, they have a they have an, an extra boarding group for the for the late evening so that's the only occasion where you can actually get two boarding groups in the same day for guardians, so you could you can get the regular boarding group as long as you've got a part reservation, and then you can get one later on for the extra Magicka. So hopefully we'll be able to ride um, ride that. Um, and there's quite a few things that you know that are new to us. Obviously we haven't seen Harmonious. Um, I'm hoping it's better than it sounds, but we'll see. Um, we haven't uh, done Rise of the Resistance. We haven't done Mickey's Runaway Railway. Uh we haven't done Guardian's obviously. So there's a there's a few a few new things that we're looking to looking to try and then you know some of the group haven't been for a few extra years, so um my eldest daughter, Katie, and her husband Danny, they've never seen any of the Star Wars stuff and there's a few other things that they've they've never been on, so be some new stuff for them. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of the highlights and what we're what we're looking forward to really.
1: Did you did you do Olga's last time?
2: No, never done it. Oh. No, good stuff. I don't know why we didn't, but but we just I think it was just time, but we just we, we uh, haven't done it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, when when me and P Dubs went, I know getting a reservation wasn't particularly easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they there was definitely no walk-ins because people did try and get walking uh, slots. and There weren't any. Yeah. So yep. it could well be that you just weren't lucky to get a slot on the days that you were there. Possibly.
2: Yeah. I don't. I don't think we even tried. To be honest, I just I don't have any re- recollection of us even trying. But um, yeah, I we didn't even go past that. You know, we were in we were in Galaxy's Edge, but we didn't even seek it out to see if we could get in. Uh, I don't know why. I just think we had so much to do and just didn't have enough time. But we're definitely going to going to do it this time. And we didn't have any trouble getting it booked, but we did use the old 10-day trick, which if anybody doesn't know, that is a lifesaver. Um, so you're 60 days. You can book, obviously, your ADR 60 days in advance. But if you're staying on site, you, you get up to 10 days from that 60 days. So because you're you're an on-site guest, it's another parent that you get. So we could book you know, 60, 61, 62, right up to 70 days. So what you can do for the tough to get ones is when the 60 day window opens, don't book the 60th day, jump ahead towards the end of your holiday. And, and book like the fifth or sixth day. So we didn't have any trouble getting anything that we wanted. Um,
3: we, we were lucky when we were, we were out there because I didn't have Oga's Cantina booked and I just mm-hmm. looked I was like, if they've got one, I'm going to book it. If they haven't, then yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: I missed out. They have one and I just booked it. Yeah. So you can get
0: lucky. Yeah. yeah. What I'm what I'm worried about for our trip next year is trying to book for parties of 10. Um. Trying to book Lightning Lanes for parties of ten. Yeah.
2: Um, Actually, I've got uh, another top tip for you, Craig. Uh, go You've you just reminded me when when I tried to book. I think it was. I'm, I'm 99.9% sure it was Space 220 Lounge. Um, because the six of us. Um, even I. I did the 10 day thing. Uh, so I tried to. I tried to book it, and it came up with nothing. It said there's no times available. I thought, holy shit, it can't be right. Cause literally I was there dot on when the booking window opened, when our 60 day window opened. And I'm booking like six or seven days into the trip. I thought nobody could have jumped on that quick and booked them all up. Um, but it didn't tell you what the problem was. It just said there was no times available. And then I tried it five or six times on different dates and I couldn't get anything. I thought there's something wrong here so i tried to just book it for one person and all the times came up and what it is is for the lounge it won't let you book more than four people but it doesn't tell you that it doesn't say you've you've exceeded the maximum number of people it just says there are no times available i don't know if that's true for august cantina but it's true for the space 2020 don't try and book the lounge for more than four people you're Um, gonna um... have to book multiple you know multiple slots
0: which I'm is what watching, we had to do. I'm watching Molly walking around, um, and she, I can't even what she calls it, she wiggles it because she's, she's trying to get on lightning lanes for one person. So she's paid the $15 for the day, and she gets all these lightning lanes popping up because she's one person. Mm. We're, we're 10 people. Yeah. Now, also, I don't know, and I, I could probably find out, I can probably phone Disney up, or I can probably go in a forum, but. They, they've got their own Disney account and I've got my own Disney account. So we're in a family of four, they're in a family of six. Mm -hmm. So when, so the two accounts are linked. So when I go on at seven o'clock in the morning and book, um, the lightning lanes for the day, whatever it's called, Genie Plus. Genie Plus, yeah. Will theirs bill their family and will mine bill my family?
2: You mean when you when you buy the the actual yeah. Genie Plus yeah. for the day?
0: So if I make the decision because mm. the two families are linked, I can make Lightning Lanes for them, like I used to be able to make Fast Passes for them. Yeah,
2: well, I think, I think I think if you if you include them in your party, so if you create a party for ten people, yeah, then then I think you can, but what will I have to pay for all of them? Or will they get billed? Um, I'm guessing you'll have to pay. Because you'll be doing it through your My Disney Experience app, and you'll have your credit card linked to that app. Yeah, yeah
3: that's how it works. We, that's how we did it. I, I
0: paid, and then, or yeah, someone else paid, and I just Monzo did the difference. Yeah. Oh, see, that, that's, stuff like that, right, it shouldn't be an inconvenience to go on a And I know it's the not thing holiday. is...
2: They... They can buy their own genie plus right but they need obviously they need to buy it before you go and book the lightning lanes as so long as so long as they buy their genie plus at say I mean if you you're gonna you're gonna book them from seven o'clock in the morning and so long as they buy their their genie plus at 6.30 and you've got them in your party of 10 people you can go and book the lightning lane for the 10 people so long as they've paid for their genie Plus
0: And then, what about if we want to pay for the Lightning Lane? You know, $15 or whatever it is? Because I'm like, am I, oh, I'm guessing one
2: person would have to, I'm guessing one person would have to pay for that, otherwise it'd be a nightmare, I don't know. That's awful. Yeah, you're paying
0: for the lot. Yeah, yeah, that's awful. That's That's shocking. Yeah, they just make everything so complicated. They're just pushing people to Universal. I can just, I can spend the extra money, go and stay in a deluxe hotel at Universal, and just waltz around the parks, getting on rides willy nilly without a care in the world. <laughs> That's what a vacation is. Excuse
3: me, that was, that, that was my. Wait until I join the next Universal podcast, cough.
0: Well, by Easter <laughs> next year, mate, it won't be relevant anymore. <laughs> I would have forgotten about
2: it. Yeah. Oh, there's though, Craig. It's again. We've talked about it so many times. It's just supply and demand, isn't
0: it? No, oh, I know it. that. But the this isn't. This is basic like computer programming. I should be able to go on. They've got their own account. We're, we're linked together. It should be smart enough to give him an alert. To, you know, what's to say? I get up at seven to book, and they get up and they sleep in. And then i've got to, i've paid and then you've got to have a conversation oh yeah you owe me 80 dollars
2: why don't you okay. just decide why don't you just decide up front if you can how many days you're going to book you're going to use genie plus on and just get the money up front because you know how much genie plus is right i think it's 15 dollars yeah. per day per person plus tax isn't it yeah but so, again
0: why should i have to bother with that that's not what's going on you don't do that when you're going on holiday.
2: Just get them to get up and buy the Genie Plus, then, and you book it because you can book for them. Yeah, it's just—it's just, a... just that you'll have to pay for it if you if you have to buy the, the actual Genie Plus.
0: Yeah, it's just it—it it becomes one of them things, doesn't it? Where oh yeah, oh you paid for that. Well, I'll pay for this, and you never. You always end up out of pocket, and I'm not being a mince bag, but you do always end up out of
2: pocket.
3: Oh, that kind of stuff is a pain in the ass.
2: Yeah, it shouldn't. Yeah. it shouldn't have. It shouldn't be a problem. It should not it sh- be a problem. I completely agree. I just checked the number of people. The max number of people it's twelve. So yeah. you, you you can you can buy Genie Plus for up to twelve people at a time, and you can book the Genie Pluses, the Lightning Lines for up to twelve people at a time. So you can link I'm- them all together. So you that's can do that t- part. It's just the pain for it. That you've got a problem with.
0: And the other thing again is the fi- it's it's fiddle faddle. She called Molly calls it fiddle faddle. She's getting lightning lanes or or genie pluses for one person, like you've just had to do there with the the lounge. No mm. more than four people, right? So that's me now having to make a phone call. Say I want to go to the lounge. Say there's ten of us, which it is. I've got to go to the and phone them. Or make three
2: separate bookings of a four and a four and a two. or I'm guessing it's because it's a small lounge. There's, the tables are a maximum of four, I'm guessing. So you, you probably have to do what we had to do. And it, and it wasn't difficult. I just had to make a booking for four and a booking for two.
0: But the, the, this place that we're going to is built for large groups of people to go to together. But they make it so hard for you to. Last time when there was seventeen of us, the trouble I had getting, I had to add a list of restaurants that I had to phone. I had to sit for nearly an hour on the phone with a girl in Walt Disney World. If you go to any,
2: if you go to any major tourist place, Craig, you, you're going to struggle with a group of seventeen people wherever you go, aren't you? Really? I mean, if you go somewhere busy and popular, you know, didn't struggle gonna, Universal. Yeah, and again, supply and demand. And I mean, Universal is becoming more popular, but it's not—it's it, not at the level that Disney's at. But when it gets to that level, they'll start putting restrictions in place as well, right? It's kind of, it's kind of how it is—supply and demand. I mean, Chapik just just said it in the earnings call. Yeah, he did. That's, that's why they're—that's why they're not selling annual passes, you know, or there's the quantity of annual passes that people want. They've limited the annual passes. I think it's still Florida residents only. For the first time in my in living memory,
0: I can't be asked we're going to Walt Disney World. I just can't be asked. I am getting absolutely no fun out of the planning. We haven't even looked at it. We're going in friggin' next summer. We're going in 11 months, can't be asked. i I just feel sick thinking about it what's really interesting actually is during this chat
3: i saw an ad on facebook for disney world saying that their current offer not offer is running out soon and all of the comments are like what it's too expensive the pound's fallen or it's so difficult for me to to figure out how to work everything now like there's a couple of people that are like oh i'm looking forward to, to booking but that wouldn't have happened a few years ago you wouldn't have had that level of comments looking like that and and i know it didn't because i've you know i've been following them for for ages it's very it's very interesting to see the narrative change and it is you know it's still a few people and as i said earlier i'd I'd go back tomorrow if i could afford it but it is a it is a very painful trip to plan and i mean i can't even imagine planning it for 12 people greg that's just i mean that's sending that's giving me nightmares already I I i just can't even fathom it
2: I can't be bothered. If you if you're staying on site, you know if they're getting your money. If you're staying on site, you you might be better phoning guest services and saying that you need you need help to to book this stuff up because and they they may well do that. The other alternative is you use like a specialist travel agent, but yeah. again you're probably going to end up using an American one, and they'll they'll book all your dinner reservations and all that stuff for you. Uh, they don't think they'll book your genie pluses though, because that's got to be done on the day now. So,
1: or the other the alternative um, Craig, the alternative in Scotland. No, the alternative is that you just turn around to the other side of the family and go, ah, oh, they've they've put a limit on what we can book together. So, um, it's a limit of six. So we're gonna to have to book our stuff separately all the time and you're gonna to have to do your stuff separately all the time and we'll see you we'll see you in a few days.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. See you later. <laughs> well, I mean that's what we did. We were a group of
3: well, four adults and we and Donald and I did book the stuff that we wanted to do and they booked the stuff that they wanted to do. Yeah, but Ryan. Sometimes that's you're, bars joined up, sometimes they didn't.
1: That's because you're normal, Ryan. Right? Think well, about think about when we went, right, and we went as a group. Like how much of that trip were we together? Well, like were, were you and me together mm, outside of the yeah, hotel? Do you know what I mean? Like we were always yeah. going. Right, we'll see you in two hours. You know, we're mm-hmm. going to go off to the studios or whatever. You know, people just went off and did what they they wanted to do. Craig can't do that with his. It's like they may as well all be wearing chains. Which I know in Liverpool, you know, being dressed up like prisoners is probably you know something they like to do, but. You do, Craig, right? You do. Yeah, yeah, You love yeah. to do something as you know, you like to walk all in a row together like your reservoir dog, so no one else can walk down Main Street.
0: What? It's what a big happens. family? It's a big family trip, right? I don't understand you want to do stuff together. No, it's brilliant. Don't get me wrong, right? It's brilliant. But. It's a pain in the arse. It's just a pain in the arse. Yeah. Yeah. Disney have, have actually gone out of their way to make it a less enjoyable experience. I mean, the 60 days out and the 180 days out, at 180 days, you basically had your entire holiday planned because you had the dining plan. You knew you had to eat in such a place or you knew you were in the park for such a, a meal. But now, oh, I just, you know, I'm gonna be walking around constantly, right, Try it's it, it for me, it's getting the genie plus. Like I say, Molly goes around as one person. Oh, look, uh, haunted mansions just popped up in 10 minutes for one person. I'm not going to get nothing for a group of 10 people, no. it's just not happening. Uh, so I'm going to be spending this $15 a day and I'm going but to don't. be no. Don't. Uh, don't. Gra- don't
2: we'll do not do genie plus just to, just just a standby just get okay. there early and hit and hit a couple of big rides and then maybe you know i, th- I think i think you've the reality it is what it is that's the reality yeah. so i think if, if i was going with a group your size i'd have to plan the holiday differently yeah. you can't do you can't do what you do with four people right no. So if it was me, I'd say, right, we're going to get up early, we're going to hit the parts early so we can go on a couple of big rides, then we'll take a break in the middle of the day and then we'll go back later on and we'll, we'll be there until the part shuts because the last hour or so it, it, it quietens down as well. And, and, you know, just stuff like that and just accept the fact that you might not get on everything or you may not get on things as many times as you want, but you must want to be with that group because you've gone away with that group. So the fun of being together, presumably then outweighs the fact that you, as a big group, you can't you can't operate like a small group. You know what I mean? I mean, the paying for the... I appreciate that. And I
0: think, yeah, queue up and we're not going to do the Genie Plus. And that would free up the money to pay for the privilege of going on the paid for what rides once a day but it's just like my kids have been reared on i know it's um spoiled brats and all that but
1: first re- world problems
0: yeah 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 exactly this latte isn't frothy enough but my kids have had fast passes and fast pass plus and have very rarely had to queue up at all and now you're you're telling people who've who've had a silver spoon up their arse for their entire life. Now you're going to have to go and queue up 90 minutes to do Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, whatever it's called, on a race right train. Just...
2: Yeah, i mix it up. You know, have some days where you just break up into smaller groups and you just hit, you know, you did Genie Plus for that day and you just hit some rides.
0: Mm. Well these are conversations we're gonna to have to have with um coffin yeah. Karen and uh, the gang. Yeah. But uh, well, I think you've got
2: you gotta you gotta plan differently for a group that size in Disney World. I
1: know, think Steve um, I think Mr. Steve's right. I think you're you know, if you don't ask, you don't get them, right. You could phone up guest services and they could say like really sorry because of the like the processes, we we literally can't offer any more help. We can just offer you tips on on when you can try and book stuff, or they can actually they might actually be able to be a big a big help to you. So you're only yeah. going to know by speaking to them. So it's it's worthwhile doing that if if nothing else.
2: Yeah, I here's, think another probably... idea. here's another idea: if you chip in for a chip in for a VIP well, for a day. Yeah, well, if you've got them for the you've got for the day, you can hit all the big raids in multiple parks. They, and the they drive thing... you from park to park. It'll it'll cost you a few money, a few bucks, but it's between if it's between ten of you or whatever, it may be it may be a goer. And uh, just hit the big raids one day and then the rest of the holiday just get on what you can.
1: Even better than that though, Mr. Day, is that mm-hmm. Craig will know how much it costs. Coffin Karen won't. So Craig can just yeah. say to her, oh, yeah, it costs five grand of family. <laughs>
0: yeah catching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I just um I'm, I'm not yet i am stressed um I'm, I'm out of my depth because we've never done it before because it's all brand new i can remember standing last summer in the car park when all this was announced mm-hmm. up in the highlands of scotland talking to you two about what we thought it would be and it it, it is what it is it it there's no way around it. There's no way of cheating the system. Well, I mean, even this um, get up, pay for it, and then start stacking again. It's just it's just a stress. You know if Disney come out and said, look, right, guys, it's going to cost you $100 a day, but we're going to guarantee you ride every ride in the park that day. One park, $100. I'd pay you. Because you wouldn't pay yeah. it all every day for the holiday. You'd pay it. You, like, this is the last day of the holiday, £100, $100 per person, same thing now. Um, you go, here's your, here's your itinerary. There's your touring plan. Go and do it.
2: I'd do it. I'd pay. Yeah, Absolutely. the problem is so would everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And you, yeah, you're, it, back to, you're back to the same problem again, it's supply and demand. Yeah. But the other people with... that spend $150 on an after-hours party. So they definitely pay $150 for a for a day where you can ride everything. That's that's the problem really. Look how yeah, much you gotta make it so toys, expensive.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just I just can't be asked. If if I could cancel the holiday now I would. You I really would. you got enough I can't. To go. You can you can't I haven't. Uh, we have got to go. We've got to go. It's Walt Disney World, why can't you, you can't not go? Well look. You can speaking... go but you
2: you've just gotta think about it a bit differently, yeah, I think. Yeah. And you still have a great time. You know, there's all sorts exactly. of other places like the water parks, and you know, there's all sorts of different different things. Yeah, but, um, it just won't, be, it just can't be the same. Mix it up every some days when you break into small groups and just, you know, you'll you'll be able to get fast passes or genie pluses that day. <laughs>
4: exactly.
2: Well, probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you break into small groups, you
0: will. I mean if any listeners are out there who've who've done a big group and have got experience of what took place of they haven't.
1: Why? You know Because our listeners aren't mad. Well they are, but they're
0: not that mad. Some of the will off. Mm. Someone someone out there. <laughs>
1: Well, look, Mr. D, it sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, so great. The, the best bit I about to- uh, you coming back from the trip is being able to talk about it. So yeah. we will obviously do that in November, once you're back yep. on British Terra yep. Firma. Um, but because I promised it at the top of the show, we're going to have to end with it um, with a quick look at what we've been watching on Disney+. Plus. Did you know that we have a Patreon i sure you do. It's been mentioned before. But just in case you don't know, we do have a Patreon. And on that Patreon, we have early releases of all our shows. We also have exclusive shows that you can only hear on our Patreon. And we've been doing this for years. So actually, if you subscribe to be a Patreon today, then you'll get access to the entire back catalogue. There's about four or five years' worth of podcasts you've never heard because they've never been made available publicly except for the, uh, the odd one we've released as a taster. Anyway, as well as that, we've got a Discord, which we'll be launching later this summer for all of our Patreons to join. Uh, we've also got a, a Facebook group, which you can join as well, um, an exclusive one that's only open to our Patreons. But as well as that, our Patreons are the lovely people who keep these podcasts going and now I will tell you who they are we've got Lee and Laura, Karen Chris we've got Kate and Mel and Daniel, i met Daniel he's a nice guy uh, we've got Paul and Sandy and Crystal James, Nikki, Dan, Kevin Dave, Sinead Tom Hayley David I think David with an E uh, We've got Breaking Dad Great guys uh, We've got Rob We've got Todd We've got Jane and Steve As well as Stephen And we've also got Joe Welcome aboard So we thank you For your support of us now And your continued support and if you would like to become a Patreon member yourself, please visit patreon.com forward slash that podcast. And I've even put a handy link in the show notes below. Thank you. So, uh, because you were the first one to mention it, Ryan, I'm going to come to you. Uh, and uh, what you recently, uh, I was going to say enjoyed, but I don't know if you did or not. So what did you recently watch? Ah, oh, so with. I
3: finally, finally watched Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm. Uh I didn't watch it as it was released because I want to say I was just about to leave to the states or was in the states. So I've only just watched it as I've, as I've returned. And well, I didn't that's a lie.
1: That's a massive lie. Is it? It came out in July.
3: No, not on the Disney Plus. Surely. Oh no! Sorry,
1: I thought you, I thought you meant it at the cinema. Uh, September. Oh,
3: no, I don't go to the cinema anymore. I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time. Who does? But, um, no. So I watched it on Disney Plus, first time I've seen it. And I mean, I didn't dislike it, but I mean, every joke in it, it felt like 10 years out of date. It just felt like I was watching a meme half the time, but the memes were all so old that it just was no longer relevant. Um, but I I enjoyed I enjoyed a lot of it. The CGI was awful as well, like Which really bit? bad, really bad. Just every, all of it. You could just you know in Marvel films where you just can't tell what is it like. You just can tell that everything is just shot on a green screen in in Thor. I don't know what it is. I think that they've just lost every decent visual CGI artist in in the country to be honest. It's it's very
1: possible, Ryan. To be fair, because They've come Everybody, under fire. They have mm. come under fire for their treatment of uh visual effects artists. Yeah. And it's... they probably are being um avoided by by certain people to work on other things. Um because you know, frankly, you know, there is an abundance of, of programming, you know, film or TV that needs visual effects artists. Um so it's not like they're not going to have another job to walk into at some point even if they might have a bit of downtime but if it means not being under the the Marvel regime and being treated appallingly
3: then they'll probably avoid it. Yeah. So. Yeah, sorry. I I just thought it, you know, it didn't I wasn't particularly upset by it but it was it was noticeable. I don't feel like a a film of that budget and what I'm used to seeing in Marvel what, what, what I say what music is saying I've been watching She-Hulk recently as well. So let's talk about the CGI and that. But for a big budget film like Thor I didn't expect it to be so poor. And sure. I just had the the goats just really pissed me off. Just really. I like, <laughs> you like, mean once you're not buying time, it from
1: the Disney store.
3: Like just one time, like first time I was like oh there's that like 10 year old joke. Um but like the, the 30th time they're screaming I'm just like just just fuck off now. All right? Just fuck off.
1: I cannot but, believe they but, didn't go in the clearance sale at Disney store recently.
3: They're still oh full price those cuddly goats.
1: It's,
3: it's mad. But I you know, grievances aside, I I did enjoy it overall. I thought, you know, it was a fun film. Probably, you know, it's nowhere near as good as Ragnarok. It's still better than the first two in my opinion. I mean,
1: yeah, but, the the reason I was interested to hear about it is because um during the the weekend of the queen's funeral, Uh, my wife and daughter wanting to watch, well, my my daughter mainly, wanting to watch uh, the four films. She'd seen Mm. the first one, but she hadn't seen the others. And she really wanted to see Love and Thunder when it came out of the cinema. And I kind of put them off a little bit by saying it's not great. So they waited for Disney Plus Day for it to arrive. So that weekend we watched Thor. I wanted to avoid Thor 2 completely. Mm. I put on Ragnarok. And because Thor starts Ragnarok talking about what happened in the last film my daughter was like oh but I want to see what happens I was like look like this is on you right I'll, I'll put this on because you've told me to but don't blame me for it so we had to sit through Thor 2 which um, I've it's so boring so boring, boring yeah. um, so then the next day we watched Ragnarok together and then that evening I was going to cinema anyway so they watched Love and Thunder again I'd have, I'd have happily watched it again with them but they wanted to watch it then so whatever um but they both enjoyed it a lot more than I expected them to. Um, they did say, similar to you, it's, it wasn't as enjoyable as Ragnarok. And I think it was even more jarring for them because they'd literally watched Ragnarok about eight hours before watching Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said it was better than they had heard from me. So they both enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I think that's
3: fair. I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I, what the hell was Russell Crowe doing, though? I mean, that
2: mm-hmm. his I mean, accent, it's...
3: what it was Italian, wasn't it?
2: It's, no, it's, no, it i was it was meant to be, you greek meant to be greek. greek it was a kebab shop owner's accent yeah Jeez, it's, uh, it's hey, who wants a donor huh
1: it was uh, it was a choice let's just say that it was it was who a allowed choice. that to happen Well, take Waititi, he obviously channeling.
2: He's in his star Bros. <laughs> oh it was
1: terrible Absolutely terrible he, the, the thing is it's, it's quite funny because you've got a lot of actors who you know were famous you know when I say famous I mean like at the height of their kind of popularity their stardom like 10 20 years ago um who are kind of having like a bit of an, a renaissance right now you know mm. Nicolas Cage just had a Russell bit of one, and then you've got Russell Crowe who just yeah. seems to have progressively got worse as the years have gone you know yeah he was not good in that film at no all. he's he's not he's not uh yeah he's not had his renaissance yet maybe we'll see it one day soon
3: but there, the there were, there, you know, I I enjoyed lots of the film, but I just, I just think, considering how talented Taika uh, how how talented he is, yeah, I, I don't think that was, certainly not, he seemed to have phoned it in, I think there's so many references in that, that I'm just like, who is this film for? The
1: problem is, it, 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 Who Charlie... is this film for? <laughs> hey, the problem is, it's a bit like Deadpool 2. Um, in yeah, he's exactly like that. The previous film was so good, And, you know, and and Thor Ragnarok, although it was the third film, it was completely different to what had come before it. So it felt like almost like a reboot of sorts. And they basically did what they did with Deadpool 2, which is they took what they liked in the first one, what they thought people liked, and then tried to, like, turn the volume up on it. And it just felt like a rehash rather than feeling fresh, like it had done before. It felt like they just reheated Uh, the previous film.
3: It it felt like Wreck-It Ralph 2 for me as well. Yeah. Yeah, I where can... it's just you know, just put in as much jokes that you think are funny, well as many references you think are funny. It just didn't, it didn't gel.
2: Yeah, I still a, enjoyed it. It just depresses me. Uh, I mean, I, I, I quite enjoyed the film. I quite enjoyed Ragnarok, and I quite enjoyed Love and Thunder as films. But compared to the first movie, it's like, it's like, let's just destroy Thor in every movie he's been in, it's like, let's just make him into a comedy, jokey character. The, the problem is, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get it.
3: My wife said, because she watched it with me, and she was like, why is he an idiot now? Yeah. Like, why is he so thick? Yeah, yeah but it,
1: it's, it's yeah. Homer Simpson. It's Homer Simpson syndrome, isn't it? You know, those first couple of seasons of The Simpsons, you know, he, he, he's somebody who fails, but trying to be good. Trying to do the right mm-hmm. thing, but failing because he's got flaws. But come to like season like three or four of The Simpsons, and he's just an idiot. Mm. And okay, yeah, it's fine, it's funny, whatever. But it's changed the character. The problem they had with the first four film, Mr. D, is that they got Kenneth Branagh to do it, who was obviously trying to do it more based around the kind of mythology. And in the original comics, you know, Thor was a, a, a more serious character. As the comics have evolved, he has become more light-hearted. But it's jarring, very jarring, from seeing that first film to seeing where yeah. he ended up. I prefer the later films. In, I, I like him being a bit of a doofus. You know, a bit. I of think a, they made a, him a too though. But yeah. I agree with that as well.
0: They've, they've, they've I crossed the know. line.
1: Yeah, I think I think the line was crossed in this one.
0: And I, he's and had, had a lot agree. of trauma, though, hasn't he? Yeah, that's doesn't make you an idiot, though. No, but he might be having a mental health episode, might he?
1: he had, He's had that already. And he's come he's back.
0: blowing up and everything. Yeah, but you never come back the same, do you? And you've lost an entire civilization. Don't call it a comeback. Um, I'll th- Miss... tell you what I did enjoy, no. though. Mm-hmm. But
3: I didn't think I would. Yeah. Pinocchio. Interesting. Oh, that,
0: yeah. No. I haven't seen it.
3: I I watched it because it we were just on Disney Plus and Piper seen the animated version and she said Pinocchio and point to the live action version and we were like, oh if she wants to watch it, we'll give it a go. And she sat through the whole thing. It's got its flaws. It's got some big flaws. But overall I I enjoyed it. Yeah,
4: it's I interesting. It was, I've heard I some very mixed
1: good. Met very mixed things about it. Like my my wife hated it, my daughter loved it, but you know, adults that I know have watched it have been very mixed on it. Some have enjoyed the new take, uh, and mm. others, you know, the flaws were too too many uh, for them to to really enjoy it. So I will get around to watching it um, because I need to, uh, so I can slag it off on here or praise it. But um, yeah, it's 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 had a very it's a much more much more di- di- much more uh, decisive uh, response to it than I expected I thought it would either be universally panned or universally loved and it very much seems
3: to be quite marmitey. so that is interesting I think I mean I, I say Piper's was what convinced me to be honest she said it and I was like well Tom Hanks and Zemeckis can't be that yeah,
1: bad can it well it can because Zemeckis is not known for making good films
3: anymore bless his cotton socks no, can't ride on back to the future forever no, you can't. But I, I thought it was alright. I'd, I'd watch it again. I probably wouldn't like it as as much the second time round, but I'd watch it again.
1: Well, it's a it's a praise of some sort, I guess. Um, yeah, Mister Day, I know that you have watched uh, a few episodes or something.
2: I have. Yeah, I've been watching Andor. I uh, haven't completely finished. It. I've I've still got one episode left to go. Um, interesting. I mean. <sighs> I haven't decided whether I like it yet or not. Um like P Dabs mentioned in a chat that he thought it was a bit plodding in it. And it is, but I've only watched the first two episodes, so I'm still giving it a chance. It's not it's not bad, it's not badly made, it's it's well made. But it is quite different from your typical Star Wars mm. and it is taking quite a while to get to get started. Um so haven't quite decided yet um obviously we we were having a having a bit of a rant before about you know how come how come in these star Wars movies which are advanced technology where you can yeah. travel at you know many times the speed of light and you've got lightsabers and blah 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 how come they're still welding and grinding and as we were having a a, a conversation on the interweb um, I'm watching Andor, and here you go. Here's somebody else welding a spaceship, and and so I had a, I popped a little comment in the chat about that, and said, "All we need now is is some grinding." And then five minutes later, here's somebody grinding a spaceship, and I, I literally almost coughed up my breakfast. Um,
4: <laughs> it's Mate, fine. It's just, it's just,
2: yeah. It's just become a a thing. You just expect in uh pretty much every Star Wars movie or TV series, people will need to be welding and grinding spaceships, which fine. I just thought that. Um,
0: yeah, but they've got zips as well Star Wars, mm. they? How do you have zips in Star Wars? I
4: mean, at least get the droids
0: to bloody do the welding. Oh, why people yeah. doing it? Exactly. Yeah, I, know. I yeah.
1: think um, so. I've I've not started watching Andor yet because um, we were finishing off uh, season three of Atlanta, which we uh, put off when it first came out. So that's been what we've been watching. And Andor Pro I I think I need to watch Rogue One again. Um, I'm I'm quite familiar with it. My wife can't remember anything about it. She's like, who is this Andor bloke? And it's like, he's one of the main characters in Rogue One. And she was like, I just don't know anymore. So we'll probably rewatch that before. But, I remember when Rogue One came out. A lot of complaints. Do you want complaints. to do that though? Why? Rogue One's a good Well,
2: thing. because it was fantastic. I love Rogue One. I think it's I think it's one of the best Star Wars films ever made. But one of the things that's odd about this film is, and and again, no spoilers. But at the end of Rogue One, you you know where a particular character is heading. So, and I think that's odd, but. I can't see any more than that. Without without there being spoilers, so if it were me, I'd, I don't think I'd. If, you, if she can't remember Rogue One, I don't think I'd remind her about Rogue One because Rogue okay. One obviously comes after. Yes, it's just a thought, okay. something to think about. No,
1: no, fair, fair enough. I'll tell her to mm-hmm. um, just just watch and ask me questions. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I've
3: done the first episode. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. That was good. I don't yeah, particularly that... like the character but I I didn't particularly think that the series was was needed at all. I think there's far more interesting characters and stories that can be told, but I enjoyed the first episode. I'm looking forward to watching the second.
1: I think we all said that about The Mandalorian, though, and then and then it came out yeah, and then we agree. felt differently. Uh, what were you going to say, Craig?
0: Yeah, I've only seen the first episode. Um, apparently there's going to be... There was meant to be 60 episodes initially and it's been whittled down to 60 episodes, yeah, over 5 seasons Um, it's been whittled down to 24 episodes, I believe Um, so it is what it is, I mean, maybe they should have done another prequel to Rogue One, because they, they did Star Wars 4 then they did Rogue One, maybe they're scared of doing films, aren't they?
1: Uh, Then they they don't expect there to be a Star Wars film until twenty twenty four. Yeah, I
0: think. Yeah. So maybe this could have this story, his story, could have been told in just Rogue, not Rogue One, just the prequel, just 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 Rogue. Rogue, Yeah. Yeah. But what I've watched on um, Disney Plus is uh, I've just finished the Omen, the nineteen seventy six film. Okay. First time I've ever seen it. Yeah. Right. Okay. What an app! Oh, brilliant. Yeah. not. Yeah. So such yeah. A, a small little story. Obviously, it's the devil and all that. but spoilers. Oh, but, Jesus. Um, no, not Jesus. Jesus. The the of Jesus. No. <laughs> I think yeah. I think he's in Omen too. Um But I'm watching along with the P Dab's podcast for the love of a franchise. So they're doing the Omen films at the moment so oh, yeah they they can't, uh, can't
1: have been scraping about that
0: quickly can they? Eh? No, I think they've done Halloween like uh, right, scary okay. stuff. Yeah yeah yeah. So I've gotta I've gotta watch the Omen two thousand six remake next which is coming out on um one of the channels at four o'clock in the morning so I'm taping it. Uh, Good quality and film. then uh on to uh, Damien Omen two yep. which come out in seventy eight so they didn't waste any time. No, they didn't back then. If they if they wanted to make
1: a quick buck from a a film that had unexpectedly done well, they used to knock them out really quickly. Look at Friday the First. Well, Sometimes used to at... release
3: like every year. Yeah. At one stage,
1: Halloween. Yeah. You know, Friday, uh, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. All of those had sequels within two years of his, the last one.
0: So... so, I mean, it's it's a cracking little twist at the end. I liked it. It was good. It. Spoilers.
1: Spoilers! Um, but yeah, so as I said, I'd, I'd watched Atlanta. Um, I've recommended it on here before, but season three uh, came out a few weeks ago or a few months ago, uh, and season four has just started in America, but Disney Plus aren't showing it. Um, uh, they waited until season three finished before, and it's weird because there was a, about a three-year gap between... The last four years, actually, I think between season two of Atlanta and season three, but there's been about four months between season three and season four, which is the final one. So um I can't wait for that to hit Disney Plus. It's a it's a strange show, like I I really really enjoy it, but it's very hard to kind of explain what it's really about. And season three especially is kind of turns it on its head, but um really entertaining show with a great cast. Uh If you want to check that out, and I still haven't started on She-Hulk. I was. I, wow. I thought other people wanted to watch it. I think they're not going to bother, which means that I'll just blitz through it now. There's like six episodes ready to go. So <sighs>
4: it's a strange it's, season. It's,
1: it's all
3: right. It's all right. Like it, the CGI is fucking awful.
1: <laughs> it's it's better than it was.
3: Oh yeah, it's better I'm than saying. it was, but it's still you're still looking at it sometimes, and it's it's so bad that it's distracting. But I, 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 I think mean,
0: outside of that, I'm enjoying. I am enjoying it. There's
4: parts yeah, I'm enjoying. But-
0: there's no hulking. I mean, is this what the comic book is? Is he just the She-Hulk doing lore? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted a bit more smashed stuff up and... Rah! But... Hey, Sandy, Sandy with him. bill with green that... skin. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but... I, I want to know, I mean... Some at some point, all these TV shows have got to be tied up in. in That's the something. problem with this phase, though, isn't it? It's like,
3: yeah. But I think I, I'm enjoying it more than Miss Marvel. I didn't think that was great at all. Yeah. See, I love Miss Marvel. So... I really didn't
1: enjoy it.
3: Yeah, it's funny. I,
1: I know it, again that seems to be quite marmite. People either love Miss Marvel or well, were, were cold on it.
3: They're not but... all, all made for us as well. Like I, I, I totally accept that, and uh, you know. But I'm enjoying She Hulk what it is. But it's. I wasn't expecting a great deal from it I think it's just I too much
1: it. I think it's too much like I think there's like just too much content I'm really excited for this werewolf by night that's coming out it's mm, one shot yeah. looks different looks interesting yeah. looks exciting and I'd be more up for things like that you know whether they're gonna play into the bigger universe or not then everything being 6 10 12 or in like isn't like daredevil like 18 episodes or something
3: like it, well, it's, it's just too much times. Like, um and there's no spoilers here, but this was six episodes into she-hulk and, and nothing has happened and like what's going to be what's daredevil going to be like
0: at a 21 episode season yeah well, it's just they've, they've teased daredevil all the way through this series haven't they because it leaked out
4: mm-hmm. and all, the all
0: we've seen so far is his helmet Oh. But it's, it's
3: it's the wrong coast as well, so like they got to explain why he's there. <laughs> <You're
1: welcome. laughs> I I I don't I don't want to carry on anymore. Nothing to see here, yeah. No, Craig is Nothing Craig has just, just uh left this on a on a cliff edge. So um I and think it's, that's a good time to jump off.
0: And it's yellow? Daredevil's helmet's You've got yellow. yellow helmet. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Well that's the episode title done anyway, so that's good. Um but thank you guys for uh being here as always. Uh Ryan, it's it's great to have you back. Please don't leave it nine months to come
0: back on again. You know, well, you just in case the team. Uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: yeah. All of the best for twenty three. Oh happy yeah. Easter
1: as well, of
0: course. Yep. Um and well, uh, good luck with your second child. <laughs> yeah,
1: thanks. Yeah, um, we are all you know, as you heard from Mister D and I mentioned it as well. There are holidays coming up. You know, P Dubs is going to the states, uh, which we'll talk about in the next episode, I am sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so there are, there is going to be some downtime. We're going to try and uh, not let the gap.
0: Keith and reanimate Sinead
1: yeah, we're going to bring back, we're going to make them, we're going to lock them in a room and make them record Mickey Waffles uh, for yeah. three weeks while we're not here. Um, but uh, no, we're going to try and record some episodes in uh, before before we go so that there won't be any gaps for you. So uh, that's how much we love you or how much I'd like to punish everyone else. I don't know. You decide. Um, but thank you for listening. And we'll be back in a few weeks with another episode.
4: Hey, howdy, hey.
0: Goodbye.
1: Was that your impression of P-dubs?
0: No, that was Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. I've never seen him in the same room. Exactly. Hey, howdy, ho. No. No, not. Howdy, ho. Oh, hasn't he got a hey at the start? No. No. No, no, hey. P-dubs does. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. P-dubs is new catchphrase.
0: This podcast is a That production and
4: part of the After Dark Podcast Network.